Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us and always glad to talk to my good buddy, Governor Mike Huckabee. I don't usually call governors buddies, but you know, when you've traveled with people and you've You've uh, dined at Liberty University in the private uh, president's dining uh, area, and you've you've uh, you've had some good experiences together. You're buddies, so uh, Governor, it's good to have you back. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Kevin. I consider it a compliment to be called a buddy. I appreciate that. Um, let me ask you about the uh, impeachment inquiry. The knock on it is that the Republicans have not done a good enough job of presenting actual evidence connecting Joe Biden to the issues that they're bringing up. Uh, And this is something that Democrats are trying to work into their talking points when they get their speech time on the committee. And obviously the Twitterverse is um, eating that stuff up. What is your what is your reaction to that? What's your observation of how they're doing so far? Well, first of all, I think people didn't pay attention to what the Republicans said when they did uh, the inquiry launch uh, this week. They were very clear that this was not the time to present the evidence. This was the time to set the stage. And the first meeting that they had, they explicitly said, we're not going to be presenting the evidence. We're going to present the basis for looking at the evidence. People ignored that, especially the Democrats. I'm not sure the Democrats can understand simple things, but <laughs> clearly they didn't pay attention to it. And they went off the ranch saying there's no evidence. Well, frankly, they did present quite a bit of evidence. The Shell Bank accounts, the millions of dollars that went to the Biden family. And the most important point that was made uh, was what was this for? Was there a transaction? Was there a service provided? Was there a Uh, a product that was delivered, or was it just influence? But they didn't try to present all of the details of the evidence to bring the impeachment. That wasn't the purpose of the inquiry. It was to say, we think that there is enough here, a probable cause, if you will, for us to take it to the step of investigating, getting the evidence and the facts, and then if it warrants it, we go to impeachment. That was very clear to everybody except the left-wing networks and the completely unhinged Democrats in that committee. Well, it's one of those things where, um, you know, obviously those of us that are uh, center right and that have platforms, we're going to have to do our job to make sure that we articulate um, particularly the details well. And I think that um, as we, as we go through this, I mean, I was speaking with a very learned attorney just yesterday, and he was like, you know, Kev, I just don't I just don't see the evidence. And I, I kind of walked him through the Burisma, the entire Burisma chain of events. And I said, how does how does he not have some sort of direct connection when it's his speech, his threat, his delivering of U.S. Uh, relief funds? That's all held up because of the prosecutor. The prosecutor's looking at his son. How did his son get a job that he didn't have qualifications for or speak the language of? Um, you know, these these are the questions that they're going to have to answer. But they're going to when they pull out the papers and they start saying in bank account X, we saw this amount go in and then this was delivered. I think that's where they uh, start to bring it to home. Let me let me shift gears just a touch. Um, the president spoke for the former president spoke before the uh, auto union workers in Detroit the same day as whatever that thing was that was called a debate the other night. Um, it was 
fate. Yes, you're yeah, right. Oh, yeah. well, that's what they say it was. I, I'm not sure to this moment. I'm not sure what it was, but um, the the speech was um, it, it was a little more muted than some of his recent appearances. How do you think the auto workers received him? You know, I thought they received him well. Um, you know, they clearly have been conditioned to vote for Democrats. But I thought the fact that he showed up and he talked to them, yeah, uh, he addressed many of the issues they cared about, particularly that you cannot move the entire country to electric vehicles. Uh, we're not ready for it. We don't have the infrastructure. But more importantly, we a lot of work. And I think he was honest in saying that Joe Biden goes up there and pretends that he really cares about him. But he's pushing an agenda that will cost these people their jobs. It doesn't matter what you pay them, because when they don't have a job, they get zero pay. That's what they're going to get. And so I thought Trump, uh, you know, delivered on what he went there to do. And, uh, you know, I give him a lot of credit for showing up where most Republicans would not have ever gone to begin with. Yeah, no. And he's done that in all of his campaigns. Uh, to his credit, he goes to non-typical constituencies and lays out his uh, agenda. Um let, let me ask you about that um, weird thing that happened at the Reagan Library. And I feel very badly that, you know, the Reagan name is being soiled by uh, such an out of control, chaotic, bizarre process. But if if Governor Huckabee could put his Fenguli hat on for a second and say um, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, as it sits right now, did any of those people move a needle even slightly how do you see those first three races going and are any of them still in by the time we even get to South Carolina, much less past it? I think there'll be very few in. Um, no, I don't think anybody came away with the public saying there's the guy that can uh, challenge Donald Trump. I mean, let's just be real clear. Ron DeSantis had a pretty decent night. Wasn't a, wasn't a great night, but he didn't make any huge mistakes. And and sadly, that's sort of the new criteria for these guys. I still think he looks pretty cold and, and pretty handled. Like, I, I feel like he's like a deer in the headlights when the camera goes on it. Well, he, he's awkward. There's no doubt about that. But he didn't say anything that hurt him. Nikki Haley could have had a great night, but she went shrill. And I don't understand it. She could have had a wonderful night. She had some good answers. She was thoughtful. But then she went off and made that ridiculous comment to uh, Vivek about, I feel dumber every time I hear you. And I thought, okay, you're quoting from, uh, you know, the, the movie, Billy Madison, and <laughs> it's just not working. You're it's not that good. You didn't even get the quote, right? <laughs> the yeah, entire room is now more stupid because of it, your answer. So she, she made it a shot, but it just wasn't funny. And then she got into this thing with Tim Scott over curtains. And I thought that was ridiculous. Um, Which was thoroughly debunked, by the way. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's a ridiculous uh, argument. Tim shouldn't have brought it up. The the big problem is that the format of these debates is a joke. They're game shows. They're an insult to the intelligence of the voters. A lot of the questions had nothing to do with things Republicans care about. Yep. One person from Univision on asking Democrat MSNBC questions was beyond me. But I still go back. Kevin, we can fix this. Here's how the simple way to do it very quickly. Everybody gets the same amount of time if they qualified for the stage. And when they talk, their clock runs. When their time is up, the same time everybody else has, they're done. And if they want to use it to cross talk and to talk over someone, as soon as they start talking, their clock runs. So do they really want to waste their time being in a free brawl that nobody can understand? If they attack somebody, they're free to do it. But when the person is 
were able to respond to the attack. The response time comes from the attacker's time, not the attacked time. Right. You suddenly create. And the other thing, get rid of these moderators. You don't oh. need them. Or at let- least let Stuart Varney learn the name of his co-host before he takes the, the stage. I mean, all right, maybe that's a little bit of a, of a cheap blow, but true. He couldn't pronounce her name. Uh, we're talking with Governor Mike Huckabee, who's going to stay with us for a few more minutes. I want to ask him about a very interesting story developing for his show this weekend on TBN. Do you watch him, Huckabee Today, on TBN? It's uh, 8 and 11 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, and I know that he would love to have you join him this weekend, especially for coverage of this very uh, unique situation that he'll be explaining to us next. Kevin McCullough, stay here.